His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. And your love forever. Lord, I just come before you tonight and we just thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Lord God, the privilege of being able to worship you in a free country. Lord God, the privilege of being able to worship you in a um, where we don't have to worry about someone coming in and shooting us or taking us away. Or We thank you for the opportunity to worship you where we can, where we do. Lord God, and I'm just asking that you just come to us tonight. and Lord God, you bless this word and that you um, just fill it and um, give me words to speak in Jesus' name. I'm going to talk on worship tonight. The Lord's just been kind of pressing on my heart lately, the importance of worship. Um, he was telling me to watch Bella the other day during worship. You got something funny, Ezra? He uh, was telling me to watch Bella the other day during worship. And if you've ever watched Bella worship, she feels it in her bones. And it's kind of like watching Leanne worship, really. It, it's something that's deep inside, and it, it overflows out of her. Um, <laughs> she's still worshiping. Um, so like normal, it got me asking questions of myself and of the Lord. And my first, the first thing that came to my mind is, why is it so easy for our younger kids, our Bellas, our Ellies, our Face, our Harpers, How's that? Why is it easier for them sometimes to worship than it is us? What? Why? I mean, you know, some, they don't have, obviously they don't have the burdens of the world, but they still, they just enter in real easy. It doesn't matter if it's hard. I mean, it's been a few weeks ago, but it was one of them hard Wednesdays, and it, it, we were having a rough time entering in, and Hannah's up here just worshiping to beat the band, and Leanne's worshiping to beat the band, and that's all I could see from where I was sitting, and Bella was getting after it, and that pretty much was it on this side of the room. I think that night it was pretty much just uh, my family on that side of the room, but um, they were—they were. It was just one of those tough nights, and it was just like, why? Why is it so much easier for for her to just be able to just shed it and get into it? And Psalm eight two says, "You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies." Strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. And so I'm going to ask a few more questions because I have time to fill. And I felt like it was real simple in the end. But, you know, what is worship? I'll just start real basic. What is worship? It, Dictionary says it's to show reverence or adoration to a deity. Um, in the obviously we know there are different meanings for Hebrew and Greek words than there are for our English language. So I actually had to copy and paste this because I couldn't do it justice. So in Hebrew there are a myriad of words used to describe the act of worship. Besides multiple words for dancing and singing and various other rejoicing and mourning type movements and noises. There are at least 10 other words that are frequently translated worship. These 10 words 
carry the following connotations. Bowing down, falling down, service, labor, making, inquiring, seeking, fear, awe, ministering, and supplicating. Do you notice anything? Every single one of these words has a very physical and very active meaning. There, there is no state of being in this definition, but a very real and visceral description of the ways in which we are toward, in the very visceral description of the ways in which we are to act toward God. These words infer movement, action, interaction, relationship. The Greek is similar. Again, there are multiple words devoted to rejoicing and mourning type movements and noises. In addition, there are about 13 words that are translated as worship, most of them indicating the following actions, bowing or prostrating oneself, a ritual service, and acts of service toward God. Again, there is a physicality here. Although less than in the Hebrew, that specifies not just our attitude toward God or a vague understanding of Him, but our actual day-to-day -day movements. And... So as I'm, as I'm looking at Bella and thinking about her worshiping and then I'm, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, you know, obviously I knew, you know, I'm not, I'm not that green. I know that it's more than just coming in here and worshiping, right? But when you, when, you, when you read that and you see that there's action, you know, we know that there's action to it when you come in here and you lift your hands or you get down on your face or how you do that. But you start talking about day-to-day -day action in everything we do. There's some form of worship, whether it be working, whether it be, you know, whatever it is you're doing. For nursing mama is, is, some, is an act of worship. It, it can be an act of worship in how we position our hearts in what we're doing. Not to make it too simple, but we worship in every part of our lives, not just through music, but in our actions. Colossians 3, 23, 24 says, Put your heart and soul into every activity you do, as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. For we know that we will receive a reward and inheritance from the Lord as we serve the Lord Yahweh, the Anointed One. You know, I've told, the, I've told my kids, my boys, because they're kind of at that age at the moment, about working. And it doesn't matter what job you're doing, where you're doing it, how you're doing it. It doesn't matter who you're working for. I've, I've had some good bosses and I've had some not-so-good bosses. And... Regardless of the, the type of, of boss they were, the type of leader they were, when we first started coming down here, it, I, I was told it once, and I never forgot it, and it was that scripture. It was work as unto the Lord. And when you take and you, you take every, you break it down to the point of how we work is, is worship, it just changes something in you when you're doing it. It changes something in you when you've got a boss that's, hollering at you or yelling at you to go faster it, it's i'm doing this for the lord this is a worship so you give your all because you, when you think about the fact that it's for the king of kings the lord of lords it just changes something in your mind it changes something in your spirit when you're doing it um so then you know we have the we have the who me we have the why we have the the what or we're going to the why now psalm 29 111 says and I just, me and Jacob were having a conversation the other day about reading the Word, and, you know, sometimes it's just not, it doesn't just jump off the page at you, 
right? We struggle. And I told him, I said, bud, get in Psalms. Get in Psalms. Get in Proverbs. You can't help. But even if it's dry, it's not when you read the Psalms. And this one here is actually one that I, that I read and I really thought of when I was talking to him. And Psalm 29, one, 29, 1 through 11 says, Proclaim his majesty, all you mighty champions, you sons of almighty God, giving all the glory and strength back to him, being all before his majesty. Be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all of his splendor, bowing in worship as he appears in the beauty of holiness. Give him the honor due his name. Worship him wearing the glory garments of your holy priestly calling. The voice of the Lord echoes through the skies and seas. The glory God reigns as he thunders in the clouds, so powerful in his voice, so brilliant and bright, how majestic as he thunders over the great waters. His tympanic thunder topples the strongest of trees. His, his symphonic sound splinters the mighty forest. Now he moves Zion's mountains by the might of his voice, shaking the snowy peaks in his, with his ear-splitting sound. The lightning fire flashes, striking as he speaks. God reveals himself when he makes the fault lines quake, shaking deserts, speaking his voice. God's mighty voice makes the deer to give birth. His thunderbolt voice lays the forest bare. In his temple, all fall before him with each one shouting, Glory, glory, the God of glory. Above the furious flood, the enthroned one reigns. The king God rules with eternity at his side. This is the one who gives his strength and might to his people. This is the Lord giving us his kiss of peace. And so I'm going to... I'm going to go down a rabbit trail for just a second. After we, after we read the, the prayer today, I think that's something that to, as we're doing this prayer, as we're, as we're um, getting closer to the election, as we're praying for our country, that that's something to, to pray in the process. That, that pray, that read that proclamation. It says, his thunderbolt voice lays the forest bare. Right? And then it says, this is the one who gives his strength and might to his people. So as we're, as we're praying, as we're pleading to the courts of heaven, pray that. Pray that the one with the thunderbolt voice come and move over this country, over this nation, move over our people that are voting, move over the leaders. Um, because obviously, if he moves, ain't nothing going to stand in his way. So I just, as we were praying that today, that scripture came to mind because I was going to share it tonight. So, um, all right. So now I'll get to, my, to a little bit broader point here. I was talking to my boys the other day about worship. I've had some, someone in the past that they won't worship or raise their hands or dance or anything they perceive as worship if they aren't feeling it because they are worshiping in spirit and truth. I don't feel it. I'm not going to fake it was, was how they put it. My comment then is completely different than what it is now. My comment now is that I bind that spirit and here's the truth. It's not about you. It ain't about you. It ain't about you. It ain't about what you're feeling. It ain't about how your day went. It ain't about how your finances are. It ain't about who wronged you, who righted you, who or what is in your way. It's not about you. It's about him. So First Chronicles 16, I'm paraphrasing, God is holy and deserves praise. Psalm 99, God is holy, just, awesome, and worshiped. Psalm 100, God is loving, faithful to be blessed. Revelation 4, 
11, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power, power for you created all things and your plan and by your plan they were created and exist hebrews 12 now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking that is the old order so only what is unshakable will remain since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is holy, devouring fire. Um, so again, why do we worship? Because he's worth it. Because he's worth it. He not only died on the cross for everything under the sun, he forgives, he heals, he loves, he protects, he provides, he talks to us. He's near when no one else is. He holds us when no one else can. He delivers. He's worth it. If you're having a rough day, worship. If you don't feel it in that day, worship till you do. You know, Reggie Miller, great basketball player, used to say, when he was off, what did you do? He said, I'd shoot till I was on. You kept shooting until he was on. Think of it that way. Worship. Um, if the word is dry today, worship till it's not. If you don't like the song being sang, worship anyway. If, you don't, if, if money is tight, worship. It's not about me or you. It's about him. One of my favorite stories, and this goes from years ago when we went and one of the, the calls or whatever, whatever, one of them, um, Jason Upton he was talking about one of his services and the Lord told him not to play any music and that he would know when the right time was and I don't remember how long he said but they sat there in total silence but I know that it was a little while I, I know from the story that it, it wasn't just a few seconds right and they sat there and of course if we all sit here and you know Josh is up here on Sunday and we do nothing and we just sat there it's going to start to get a little busy and then it's going to get quiet, and then people are going to get nervous. And all of a sudden, a girl jumps up and says, I don't need music to worship you, Lord. And he began to wor- and then they all began to worship the Lord. It was, he knew. He knew that was the sign, and they began to enter into worship at that point. We don't need music to worship the Lord. We have work. We have kids to raise. We have life to live. And you do it in everything that we do. We do it in every act that we have. And every person that we're around is an act of worship. I think often we let life dictate whether God is actually worthy to be worshipped. And that's obviously not the truth. So why is it the younger kids can worship without hindrance? Is it because they know he's worth it? I hope so. But I can tell you what they don't have. They've not had life tell them he's not and then believed it. So begin to tell yourself that he's worth it. When you enter in and it's dry and it's hard and life's been hard that day, begin to remind yourself that he's worth it. Um, you know, Bill Johnson, I love, I, I actually got to doing this last night and I did a little Bill Johnson quotes because he just has a way of punching you in the face with a little quick quote. And I, I, wrote, I put a handful of them down here and he said, music bypasses all the intellectual barriers and when the anointing of God is on a song, people would begin to believe things they wouldn't believe through teaching. So th- think of some of the unbelief you have in your own life, some of the things you need um, 
deliverance or, or pr- provision, and we begin to sing songs that, that just speak of it. But you have a hard time believing it until you sing it. And then when you begin to sing it, you begin to worship Him for it, and you begin to believe for it. Um, minister, he, that's not, never mind. Minister to God because He is worthy. Worship comes out of our response to His worth. The way that we influence the realm of the enemy is through our worship. I like this one as we're talking about the country and about the community. See the effect of becoming a worship, worshiping community. It actually shifts atmosphere so others can clearly see his love. And then I'll stop with this one. Is this, this is just my favorite one of his quotes that I was reading. I mean, I don't need Bill Johnson quotes. I just think they're good. I mean, that, that Psalm 99 was worth it to me. But entering into a situation as a worshiper changes the equation. Think about work. Think about life. Think about family. Think about the struggles that we have. And if we enter into it as a worshiper instead of a complainer, because complaining is worshiping, just the wrong way. So if we enter into the situation in, in a in a mindset of worship think of how much that changes the equation you're you're inviting the king of kings and the lord of lords to come into the situation just by worshiping him so it's short and sweet tonight but that's what i felt like the lord was showing me and telling me and if everybody will stand up well i'll pray lord god again i just come before you and i just thank you for an opportunity to worship you Lord God, an opportunity to get on my face before you and to lift my hands and honor you because you deserve it, because you're worth it. It's not about us, it's about you. And I just thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you. Lord God, I'm asking that you just give us all a heart of worship. Lord God, regardless of the situations we enter into tomorrow, at work, at home, whatever it is, Lord God, let us enter into it with a heart of worship in order to see an atmosphere change, to change the equation to put the stack the deck in our favor. So, Lord God, I just come before you and I just declare that over this body, that we enter into to, to life, to our day, Lord God, in, in a spirit, in a, in a mind of worship. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message.